This podcast is part of the Blueberry Network. You can find this and other great podcasts at Blueberry.com. That's Blueberry with no E's dot com. Confusion in my mind. 
from depression. Yeah, I got my head lifted up. The devil thought he had me, but guess what? I got away. You thought it was over for me, but I'm back. Come on, devil, you can't have my mind.
tonight, we're just going to just do a little freestyle thing. We're going to probably talk about the holidays, you know, uh, the true meaning of the holidays, you know, what Thanksgiving, Christmas, and all that means to um, you. Um, if you want to join that conversation, feel free to join us. Um, you can go to our group page on Facebook and send in your comments or your questions. Um, just post them on the wall, or you can call in directly to the show at 646-915-8200. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about um, um, the Occupy Wall Street protest that has been uh, taking place now for a little while. We're also going to be talking about a recent, well, we're going to try to talk about a serious topic tonight about HIV awareness, and uh, we have a video blog that will be coming up here. Um, I'm, ho- I'm hoping to get it out tomorrow, and we just need to talk, have a real talk about HIV and women and relationships with men and the men living on the down low. We'll discuss that, and we're going to also have, I'm, I'm also going to be putting out some some excerpts from a show we did close to a year ago about Do You Really Know Your Man? We're going to put those out along with that um, on our YouTube channel, which you guys need to go on over there, support us, subscribe at www.youtube.com slash UCOFW. Um, there's a lot we're going to talk about. Um, there was an incident that happened with, with the HIV thing. There was an incident that happened here in Indianapolis where a man was found guilty of um, infecting several women with um, HIV, and one of which um, the, the woman, women that he was sleeping with, came out, she came out pregnant. So we're going to talk about that. Um, it's just a whole lot of stuff that's been going on lately. And um, we're just going to jump right into some music. We're um, going to do, do a little party anthem. We're going to uh, probably play Mary J. Blige's one of her new cuts, which, which her CD is already out. So we're definitely going to probably do a review on that. I'm going to probably go check that out tomorrow. I'm going to do a review on that. Um, And we're just going to mix it up here a little bit. So, you know, keep it locked. Once again, this is the Urban Wire, episode 37. And uh, I guess, like I said, I'm going to start off with a little party rock anthem. And, you know, we're just going to mix it up here. I think I got that. Yeah, okay, I got that. Well, I don't know. I think I got the other. Well, anyways, we're going to mix it up. So, uh, once again, the number to call in is 646-915-8200. You can go to the website at blogtalkradio.com. Um, register really quick. It's not going to take that long. Free um, and look us up under UCOFW, and um, that will be our screen name. If you want to join us in chat, we're going to open up the chat room uh, momentarily. So we're going to get a lot of stuff ready for the show while we do our little uh, mech mix. So um, you know, just 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 kick back, enjoy yourself, and uh, we'll be back in a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. When I walk on by, girls be looking like Danny Fly. I 
pimp to the beat. Walking down the street and my new freak. Yeah. This is how I roll. Animal print pants out of control. It's Red Bull with the big ass bro. And like Bruce Lee, bro, I got the clout. Yeah. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. I work out. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. I work out when I walk in the spot. This is what I see.
Don't it seem like Like I'm always there when it matters But missing most of the other time A terrible pattern The rewards I see from working Have made me an addict There's way more people that want it Than people that have it I don't get it I would hate to think I tricked them They fall victim to my system Guess I sure know how to pick them And I'm always a regret Yeah, I'm always a regret And I always make it harder On whoever's coming next It goes up and down It's just up and down She's crying now But she'll laugh again Cause we on the rise And she here with us And expensive shit Just keeps happening And she loves it And she stares at me Like who does this And we hold hands While I pray That she's not the type To hold grudges I'm wrong Bad boys ain't no
Yeah. 
Oh, I guess it would help if I was actually unmuted. <laughs> uh, we're going to go straight to the lines really quick. Um, 812-663, is this Michael? Yeah. All right, welcome back to the show. And, uh, man, it's been uh, over a month, so, you know, we're back in the swing of things, you know. It's been a lot that's been going on, but you know what? You know, you can't, you can't stop us because, you know, we're going to still be on the air. You know, we're still going to be – bringing you the best in entertainment, politics, and just uh, flat out, you know, just discussion on life. And um, so what have you been up to lately? I mean, um, I know you uh, made some choices about, you know, um, your website and, you know, a new direction you want to take things. Can you tell us what's been going on with you and what's been going on with that? Well, right now I I did renew the website for another year, and – Got that uh, squared away, and now I've discovered there's more behind-the-scenes work that I could probably do to help it out a lot. And uh, my focus now is going to be getting more visibility with that and hopefully get that to work a little bit better for me. And uh, keep that going, and hopefully, hey, who knows, maybe it can uh, help a few people out in the process. So are you ready for the holidays? We just know you just absolutely love the holidays. And you're just... <laughs> well, we'll say this. We're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if, you have to be living on the rock and know that Thanksgiving is a couple days away. And for, but for some people, it's, it's a joyous time of the year. For other people, it's one of those dreadful times of the year. But, you know, um, I think, in, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I think there's a lot that we uh, can be thankful for, even in these economic, you know, these rough economic times. And um, I think we still uh, there's a lot that we can be thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're surviving, you're doing good. Right. You know, I said, you know, like I said, it's you know, it's a little tight squeeze for a lot of people, but I think that. Uh, 
you know, we we have a lot that we can be thankful for. Um, and just keep keep. We also just have to kind of keep focus on what the holidays are really about, you know. And this is this goes beyond Thanksgiving and you know into the Christmas holidays too. Um, you just have to keep in mind what the holidays really about. Because I think some of the as you get older, the, the the magic or the the magical feel that you get during the holiday it just kind of diminishes over time. And I think sometimes the adults become some of the biggest brats yeah. over the the holidays. So we have to just keep go back to that childlike innocence or that that the way that we used to feel, you know, back in the day when we were coming up during, you know, the holidays and how, you know, and keep in mind how it felt and just how good it felt being around family and friends and those who uh we care dearly about. So I don't know, I mean mm-hmm. yeah, I I agree. Yeah. So you've been paying attention to the news or anything? I don't have too much tonight. I just wanted to get on and um do probably a quick show. Um I'm gonna wait around for DeAndra for a little bit, but um I know she's walking a little late tonight. So um hopefully well, I did you were somewhere in South America. I did see a little archaeological thing that's ignited a uh, dispute between creationism and evolution. Mm. Kind of an interesting thing. Really? Yeah, I guess somewhere in South America here, if I can find it on Yahoo News, there was a <laughs> archaeological site. They wanted to widen a highway. And in the course of wanting to widen this highway, they discovered whale bones. Whale bones. Okay, I'm looking at that now. Yeah, and they are somewhere between the neighborhood of 2 million and 7 million years old. Wow. Yeah, and as they go through this, you know, they were talking about looking at the evolution of the species there, and this has ignited a very large, heated debate over creationism versus evolution. But some other interesting aspect is those pointing toward the uh, story of the Great Flood, for those who may not be familiar with Noah and the Ark, and uh, talking about the Great Flood, which some say was worldwide, some say it was not worldwide, all kind of depends, I don't know. But very interesting kind of to read that article and check up on that, but I find archaeological stuff kind of interesting. Yeah, and it's it's very interesting because it just kind of puts um, history in perspective, you know, and, and you know, we're kind of in the desert. <laughs> yes, and it kind of makes us wonder, like, man, like we, it, it just puts things in perspective to like we're like, wow, you know, we think that things have always been the way that they were, you know, and we look at the world around us, but we have to realize this world is billions of years old, and. It, and it makes you question um, life. Like, I mean, it makes you... Uh, well, not to realize that everything's always changing. Yeah. So, I mean, who's to say, you know, uh, we, we could even be wiped out, you know? Like, I mean, a lot, a lot of people speculate something's going to happen in 2012, but, I mean, we look at a, a lot of the natural... Um, Disasters that have taken place um, in the in the recent, like I, I would even say, in the next in the last five to six years, you know, oh, yeah. um, it kind of makes you wonder uh, where this, like, 
how are things going to be, you know, even within the next hundred years. You know, um, I guess that you hear about the super volcanoes. Um, I think that's in South America. Like they're talking mm-hmm. about how they they don't know if that's going to like you know erupt and you know the uh, catastrophic you know effects that they could have on um, the planet and stuff like that. So that's, I mean, it, a lot of this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. you, think, you know, a lot of this, a lot of this stuff could have been happening like millions and millions of years. We're just now starting to see some of this stuff, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't know. As advanced as science is, it still can't predict everything. Yeah. So. Yep. So that's that's that was that's a pretty good interesting thing that people can look into. Um, as far as politics is concerned, um, if you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody has has heard about the entire Occupy Wall Street uh, protest that um, has pretty much. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty much began to awaken people in and uh, in, you know it just it's really Pretty much nationwide really it's been a firestorm and it's really uh, caused people to voice their opinions and it's like it's just it's like a ripple effect it's you know city after city you know town after town a lot of people are starting to um, protest I mean I think they've even had like little protests like um, in Indianapolis as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Bloomington. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Seen some in Bloomington. Yeah. So, uh, and for those who don't know what it's about, it's pretty much like a pretty much an ongoing series of demonstrations. And I guess um, it, it was kind of initiated by an activist group, a Canadian activist group called Adbusters, and it started back in around September, mid September, um, seventeenth, um, two thousand eleven. Uh, in the let me get this right, Zuccotti Park of New York City's Wall Street Financial District, and uh, these pretty much these protests have kind of like challenged um, institutions, social institutions, um, economic equality, high unemployment, greed, corruption, and you know just a lot of things that people are upset. They look at these corporations and they see that these corporations um, are thriving while the people are suffering. And a lot of people have gotten to the point where they're just tired. And, um, you know, um, it's it's gained a lot of national and international attention. And, you know, and I think we, you know, I think we are the 99% here. And you have like this 1% that is – considered the wealthiest and they are maintaining all this wealth and you know why are they the wealthiest and we're the 99 percent that are working our behinds off and uh can't even stay above water right and i think too one of the messages that i can identify with a great deal is if the one percent holds all the wealth and the money in the entire nation or world or whichever they're referring to, that 1% only concerns their bottom line. And the biggest thing that I can agree with is why is it that we, the workers that are helping them make that wealth, are the ones that 
the only thing they can concern about is to cut our wages and put us out of jobs and lay people off, but all in the interest of their bottom line and their business practice. Right. Right. Well, I mean, obviously it's um, gained, like I mentioned, um, uh, a lot of national, international um, press. And uh, you see a lot of the 2012 presidential candidates, they have to address these issues. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's caused them to kind of look at some of the issues that the people are talking about, um, you know, Congress and um, the White House, they've addressed um, these these um, events and things like that. So, I mean, it's really the, uh, a protest that's gained a lot of attention. Um, even the celebrities have, uh, you know, are are uh, also, you know, involved in this too. So, I mean, it's, it's a move, movement that everybody is, uh, you know, joining in. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's criticism, you know, criticism of it, of course. I mean, because I know how people, you know, are talking about the supposed, you know, uh, public nuisance or the, uh, you know, the 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 violence or the so-called violence and stuff like that. Um, but you know, it, it gets it's getting to the point where a lot of people are fed up, and when people get fed up, you know, it, there's a revolution around the corner. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping there is. The biggest thing that I've wondered as I've started to notice these protests catching on nationwide is that I have noticed that it's usually, for the most part, like what appears to be like late teens, early 20s people in the protesting movement. And those people, my concern is, one, do they get out and vote? Right. You know, that's one of my concerns, is do they get out and vote and try to make an impact with their voice and or even with their vote, if nothing else. You know, and but it seems like that is, and even though they may agree, I think that the majority of the people across the nation have an agreement that, yeah, the business world's pretty screwed up. They're going to make a bottom line, and they don't care who they screw over in the process of getting it. However, they you've got these – it's mostly just – it's for the most part that young group of sect. But the rest of the people, they may agree with some of the things they have in common, but they aren't getting on the bandwagon. And how are they going to vote? Are they going to make their vote count and put it towards something that's going to make a difference? Right. And see, and like I said, we really shouldn't even get to this point where we're even have a, having a, like an Occupy Wall Street protest because, like you said, and that, and that just that just that's the key word. I said, you know, like I always said, don't get don't get mad. Just get even at the. I say get even at the at the voting. Mm-hmm. At the voting. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of this stuff, like you're mad about the people that's in the office, but you allowed these people to. Get into office, right? You know what I'm saying. And like you said, a lot of these people, if if they took that same uh, zeal and pe- and they, people started promoting, and I'm not talking about even the presidential um, elections. I'm talking about the local, your local um, election. If people t- took that same amount of zeal and that same amount of um, energy and put it into 
educating people and getting people to the polls, then we wouldn't even have this problem right here. Because I'm going to tell you this now. People are all about coming out and voting for Barack Obama, you know, um, in the 2008 election. But where was that same that same passion when it came to voting your local representative? Because to me, okay, it's good to have a Democratic president, but what good is it for him when you have, you know what I'm saying, we have to all get out and vote. We just can't just, we have to back him up. We just can't vote him in and just, just leave him hanging. Because a lot of a lot of people forget that your local government has more of a, a daily if impact on you than national. Yeah. You know, what, because these are the people that are controlling your local government and how your money is spent and you know, and how where different monies and things are allocated to different programs that you benefit from. You know, and a lot of people don't realize that, and then they're upset, and they want to complain when, you know, the mayor of your city or uh, city officials don't, aren't doing things that are favorable for you and your family. Yeah. And the, another thing I find humorous is that 1% makes all the wealth. Right. But it still takes a majority vote to put people in office that are feeding all this money into the politics and the campaigns of the lawmakers. Mm-hmm. So even though that 1% may control a big portion of how the games run out there, we're still a majority on the voters, and we're still voting in the wrong people. Right. And that's, how, and that's not saying anything against any political party, national, state, federal, or local. You know, you people got to vote, use it. Mm-hmm. That, that, and, that's, and that's your most powerful weapon as far as I'm concerned. It is. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize that. But like I said, you've even had like, I mean, like I said, this has made international headlines. Like you've had people even, um, I've, I've seen where um, the Vatican City Cardinal um, Peter Turk. Turkson, um, he he even commented saying that you know quote do people at a certain time have a right to say do business differently look at the way you're doing business because it's not leading to our welfare and to our good you know and then you had um, I'm just looking at some of these quotes from different people you had former um, United Kingdom Prime Minister Gordon Brown stating that um, quote their voices in the middle who say, look, we can build a better financial system that is more sustainable, but it's based on a better on a better proportionate sense of what's just and fair and where people who don't take rec- reckless risk, if they do, they're per- penalized for doing so. And um, let me see who else. You even have people... Uh, you see, I mean, just just different people like um, the case Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper. He has something to say. But a lot of people are um, in agreement with what this movement stands for, um, and and it's about time that we that we see this. I mean, we haven't seen this type of resistance in a in a long time, and I think it's needed for us to make a change because really, I mean, you. You even know people like it just seems like everybody around, like 
everybody's struggling and pinching pennies, and it's just like people don't have that same economic freedom that they used to. Even if a single person, it's hard to, um, to you know, keep keep your head above water and take care of yourself, let alone you have a family of two, three, four, or six, you know. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I've just, I just been seeing this going on for weeks, and I just wanted to at least address that because, I mean, it's it's, it's something that we all need to do. We need to um, organize locally and, um, you know, and, and, and take an active role in our local government too. So it's it's just not a, you know, we just can't look at this thing. Well, that's happening nationally. I mean, you know, there's nothing I can do here locally. Right, I and mean, that's funny that we can do. You know, it's it's perfectly clear that businesses or whatever they're going to do what they're going to do unless you stop them with putting a law in place. And right. you know, but in order to get the laws through, you got to have the right people in there to do them and not a bunch of politicians that are just going to kiss their ass and let them continue to run over people or make a mockery of the people. Right, right. Mm. That's true. Well, um, let me see. I'm going to take a quick little break, and uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the holidays, um, and what the holidays mean to us, and then we're going to talk about how we can cope uh, through the holidays. Those who have um, issues with family, or you have personal issues with, you know, with the holidays, we're going to talk about how we can cope with that, and uh, what the holidays mean to us. We're going to go to some a quick little song. We're not going to be um, gone that long, so uh, I just wanted to take a little break. And uh, when we get back, we're going to jump in that. We're going to also talk about, um, briefly talk about the uh, AIDS epidemic and how that's um, a lot of people are now, like the infection rates are at a record high. And um, we're also going to tell you about a blog that we have coming up here. I'm going to have it out tomorrow. And it's, it's just about people need to get real about this disease and uh, stop being so naive. And um, protect yourself and look out for yourself because I think a lot of people, um, you know, it's unfortunate when it happens because it can happen to anybody. But um, let's just, like, you know, start taking a look at, you know, who we're with and who who we're doing things with and as far as relationships is concerned. I think a lot of heterosexual people think that they're immune to the disease. And that's not necessarily the truth. So we're going to talk about all these issues when we come back. Uh, I'm trying to see what we can play really quick. Uh, But anyway, just keep it locked. If you have any comments, uh, feel free to call us at 646-915-8200. Once again, that's 646-915-8200.
This podcast is a member of the Blueberry Network. Blueberry. No ease. That's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y, dot com, Blueberry.com. You are now listening to The Urban Wire, brought to you by the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers, where we share the light on issues of the urban Don't be mad, now stop. 
hating is bad. One more shot for us, another round. We fill up, hook up, the rest around. We just want to see you take it out. Now you home with me. Church say amen. <laughs> Church say yes. 
I said, but yeah, we have to learn how to cope with these things. And my and like you know, like I've heard from a couple people, you know, just dealing with holidays in general. Like a lot of people, um, they they still go to their family functions, but what you have to do is you know when dinner starts, and you know what time everybody's going to be there, and you know when to get there right before dinner starts. Stay there. Just you know, I, my thing is. You know, my a good idea is to get there right when dinner is about to be served. Sit down, have dinner with the family, talk for a little bit. You know, stay for a little bit after dinner, and then you go. You, you don't want to stay there if you know that you have a family that, you know, that that you. My thing is, you can't control how other people um, act, but you can control your own behavior. And to me, sometimes it's just best to. Uh, make a cameo appearance and then you just leave, you know, because you don't want to stick around and, and all this animosity builds up. And you know how a lot of people are during the holidays. Some people like to drink, you know, and then when the liquor's flowing and then, you know, people started, you know, arguing and, you know, one bad memory comes up and then here comes like, you know, 50 other bad memories. And, you know, it, it just turns into a really negative, you know, mud swinging event, as I would call it. Usually, my experience, I've noticed this. If you're going to attend a family function, say Thanksgiving, for example, it's coming up, you know, Thanksgiving, that's one way to look at it, because you don't have a gift exchange like you do at Christmas. We should get back on this topic around Christmas time. But Thanksgiving, okay, if you know there's going to be people there that are planning on drinking, and usually... If you can't stand a lot of the people there, the only reason that you're usually getting together with them is usually for the benefit of the family time with one of the family members, a patriarch or matriarch of your family. Right. It's always better to sometimes, if you're going to, if they want you to spend a little time there, go early. People aren't as drunk then. Right, right. Go early. If you're wanting to really spend a little time with your family, matriarch or patriarch, go early. People don't have a chance to be drunk too bad yet, you hope. <laughs> so go early, hang around. As soon as dinner's done, cut the hell out of Dodge. Right. You know, um, and, and, you know, it's really unfortunate that, you know, like you said, this is the time of year where people you would think that, you know, will come together and, you know, put certain things aside, but everybody's not on that positive you know, in that positive mindset, really, like like I said, you really can't control what other people do. Um, you can't control, uh, my thing is you, you can only control yourself. You know, right. it's hard enough to do that sometimes. So, you know, you do what you can do, you know, maintain peace, and, you know, um, and you just pray that the other family members and the people that, you're having these problems. You you pray that they come come around. But like you said, you just got to keep a positive um, attitude. You know, you, you do what you can do. You be nice to them, and you know, um, just just keep it to you know. If you can't deal with that part, just keep it to a bare minimum. You know, keep the conversation. You know, say hi. You know, you know, just you know, say hi. How are you doing? Blah blah blah. And that's pretty much it. You just keep that conversation limited so it won't 
you don't even have a chance for it to veer off into a negative path, you know. So right. and you see something. That's my best advice. And sometimes it's not bad to go up with uh, conversation subject changers in mind. Mm-hmm. That way, if you see something starting to go south, maybe you can divert it by changing the subject to something else. Right. Yeah, you know how it's... he always wants to bring that nasty ass potato salad. I said, you know what? We're not gonna talk about people today. But you know that broccoli salad that so and so broccoli casserole so and so makes is always really good. Got those Ritz crackers crumbled up on top of it and everything. <laughs> yeah, you know, somebody try to talk about one, you know, something nasty, you know, I said, good, just divert to something positive, you know? Yeah. I, you know, I mean, that, that's just how you do it, because when people, like I said, misery loves company, as long as you're, like, standing there fueling that fire, you know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you know, being negative with the person, that's on that fire, but if you change the subject to something positive, or you know, you're not even sucked into that trap. You, I mean, you know, it it kind of helps diffuse that situation because they're not going to have anybody there to to be miserable with. So it's going to be kind of pointless for them to keep going on. Mm-hmm. So you just, like you said, that's a good thing. Just kind of diffuse it, go take it in another direction. Like you said, have those conversational um, conversation changers, you know, and just just keep it positive. That's that's what it is. It's all about being positive, you know. Um, if you feel that you can't be positive, either A don't go, or B, you know, when you feel like you can't, just you know, just wrap it up and just say, hey, you know, everybody had a good time. Um, I'm not I'm not a opponent of you know telling lies, but if you have to tell a little white lies, well, I have to go. I have to emergency, so it was nice seeing everybody, then do that. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. And then we also have my famous Seneca quote. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to smile and nod. Mm-hmm. Not even, it's not even worth asking questions. Smile and nod and say hallelujah. Keep it going. <laughs> Yes, honey, because I'm telling you, you got to put on one of those Sunday morning smiles, you know, you know, and just keep it moving. It's not worth it, you know. You can't try to figure people out because the thing I've learned, I said you're going to spend your entire life trying to figure people out, and you never are going to figure them out, you know. So it's just best, just like you said, smile and nod and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. So... Yep, that's all I want to touch on that um, about. Uh, and I guess I'm trying to see what else um, to touch on. Yeah, I want everybody tomorrow to be on the lookout for our blog um, dealing with HIV. And um, it's pretty much like a realistic look into it as far as like women are concerned in relationships. Um, the reason why I really want to get on this topic was because, um, was because we had in the Indianapolis area um, a gentleman that was, well, I'm not going to call him a gentleman, and I'm going to try to be nice about this, but we had this, I don't know how, how I can even 
this monster that was pretty much um, out here on the street spreading HIV, and they were aware of it. And this individual was informed that they were HIV positive um, when they were in prison back in 2008, and they were, um, well, this individual signed, or this monster signed this um, consent form knowing that, you know, he had to inform his partner that he was positive. And um, and I guess the news report mentioned that this individual was um, into drug usage. He was uh, where he shared needles with other people, and I guess he somehow contracted the virus. But the problem comes in, um, where, where the issue comes in is where this person did not inform there's at least six people that they know that have came in contact with this individual that knew nothing about him being HIV positive. One of which was um, a lady that he was in a current relationship with, which is now pregnant. Now, fortunately, she has tested negative, and I pray that um, she remains negative because we know that a lot of times um, this 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 uh, epic well this illness or whatever you want to call it takes time to manifest itself in your in your body. So I pray that she remains negative and I hope the baby turns out okay and I hope you know turns out HIV negative. Now um the problem comes in is like women you have to start being more vigilant in the men that you uh Jump in relationships with And just because The man looks good And he's masculine And you know he has tattoos And you know he's you know he's rough around the edges You like them You know I know some of these women Like these men crispy around the edges Burnt up <laughs> Yeah Burnt up crispy around the edges But you can't get caught up In looks And you can't get caught up In what the man says You have to Protect yourself. You need to, uh, if you're going to be in a relationship with a man, you guys need to go and get tested together. And especially if you plan on having children with this person, you definitely need to go get tested. Because And ask, this, ask the person, like, you know, questions about their medical history. Ask them about their sexual uh, history. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with asking these questions. And if you're with the... Women, if you're with a man, you need to ask him, does he participate in same-sex um, sexual relations with, with the members of the same sex? Um, does he protect himself? I mean, how many partners are women or what kind of things he's into? You need to start asking these questions. And not only that, you need to go on beyond that and research this person. Go check him out. It's it's nothing to go to a lot of these. Uh, every most states, I'm pretty sure, have uh, databases where you can go online and, and search if this person's a sexual predator or a violent offender. You know, there's there's so many resources out here that that are that are uh, that are pretty much available for free. You know, to the public where you can go and check these people out. You know, and I think a lot of people do not take advantage of these resources and they don't do do their homework on individuals and then they wonder why 
um, they get caught up in situations like this, like these, or, you know, their children are being abused, and, and you know, and, and they don't they know nothing about it until years later. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of things that uh, women need to look at when they're uh, looking to jump into a relationship with a man. Honestly, I don't think that every man is worthy to be around your child. And if you do decide to bring a man home or move a man in, you really need to get to know that person for a long period of time before you take that next step. So I don't know if you had anything to add about that, but that's pretty much what all I have to say about that. Uh, for those who are wondering where you can check on that stuff here, if you're a resident of Indiana, Indiana does have a state and violent sex offender registry. I don't know the website off the top of my head, but a very simple Google or Yahoo search of Indiana Sex Offender Registry will take you directly to it. You can search by their name, and it should show you, in most cases, it should show you a photograph of the person. Probably 99.9% of them will have the photograph online, and you can see if it's anybody you know. Also, I know the Indiana system will allow you to put in your address, your home address, and it will show you how many live around you or in your neighborhood. And if you have a question if somebody's on it, you can always search by the name, and you know possibly if that subject has uh, fled their registry requirements and outstanding about that, it may tell you that as well. So wow. those uh, capabilities are there, and if you do find someone that has uh, it says non-compliant um, or outstanding, you can contact your local law enforcement uh, community and they will take action on that. Uh, now, what does, now, what, now, what do those terms actually mean? Like with someone that's non-compliant or um, what's the other term that you just used? Uh, n- non-compliant or uh, has fled their registry, things like that. Uh, basically, what that compliant part? and non-compliant is going to mean in respect to the registry means okay. if they if they're marked compliant, it means they're complying, they're doing what they're supposed to. They are registering properly. They are keeping up with the uh, things that's required by the registry law, such as mm-hmm. their uh, well, as far as what the public will see is probably just their address or where they work at. That's about the extent of what and what they were guilty of doing. The reason wow. that they're on the registry, what the conviction. So that information is available out there. If it should say non-compliant, that's usually in bright red letters and possibly even flashing. And if you see that attached to a person that you know on that registry and you know where that person is at and you know who they are, contact your local law enforcement and tip them off to that because that is a that means that they have violated the sex offender or violent offender requirements in Indiana, and they are subject to being prosecuted and put back into prison for that. Wow. So those are things there. The sex offender and violent offender registry also doesn't stipulate just sex offenses. Now, it makes a difference in the criminal world of law enforcement, but as far as the public, what everybody needs to know out there is <coughs> the violent offenders, 
such as homicide, they will be on there. So sometimes, you know, those are stipulated on there as well. So good things for people to look at and see, and that's a resource out there. Indiana also has a Department of Corrections search. And that Department of Corrections basically, now we're not talking about, uh, we're talking criminal laws. We're not talking about, well, actually, we're talking about felonies. We're not talking about simple, small-time stuff that landed you just in a county jail or locked up for a few months, stuff like that. We're talking about actual big-time felony charges that maybe you've done a good deal of time in the Department of Corrections for. That is a search, and the website address for that is www.in.gov slash apps, A-P-P-S, slash I-N-D, correction, slash O-F-S, slash O-F-S. Now, I know that's a long one, and if any of you are listening to this recorded, you can always rewind that and listen to it again. Right. So, but it is available. It's kind of hard to find on the I-N.gov website. It is kind of hard. It's an offender search. You can type last name and first name, or if you happen to know their DOC number for DOC stands for Department of Corrections, you can search with that. But uh, type last name, first name, do a search. Sometimes that website's a little glitchy. Sometimes you're better off if you go by last name and first initial. And then you search through them. If you can narrow down the person's date of birth on that website, this is a public information website. So if they've done any prison time, now this is only restricted to the state of Indiana. So if you're going to go for out-of-state stuff for different prison systems, you may want to have to look for that individual state. But this is available in Indiana, and it doesn't have to be sex offenses. It can be if you had several theft charges, that landed you in the Department of Correction, your entire history would be on there. Now, these are felonies or misdemeanors? Now, these are all usually felonies because Felony. misdemeanor, misdemeanor stuff does not usually land you in the prison system. Right, okay. So, and by misdemeanor, some, you know, if the people out there don't know the difference. A misdemeanor can never be punished by more than a year in jail. Misdemeanors are always punishable by less than a year in jail. So felonies can be punishable by more than a year in jail. Okay. So an example would be, let's say, a plain standard battery charge. You walked up and you smacked somebody upside the head. Out on the street, not somebody that you don't live with. That gets in domestic battery. That gets into a lot of different things. But... You walk up and in a bar, you're mad at somebody one night, you smack them in the face. That's matter. Mm -hmm. That's a misdemeanor. It might land you in jail, and you may have to do a little bit of jail time, but it's going to be not a big, severe thing. You'll do maybe a couple weeks to a couple months, depending on how bad of a criminal you have in your history. (laughs) Uh, But that's simple stuff that's, misdemeanor stuff that's less than a year in jail. You're not going to be doing more than a year. Now, domestic battery 
where, say, someone you live with and you gave them a beat down, now we're talking the potential to get into felony stuff where you may could possibly spend more than a year in jail. So, or homicide, you know, you could have, that's definitely a felony. You're talking about years in jail there. So that's prison stuff there. Felonies are going to be more than a year. If you have, now some people may only go to the prison system for three or four months, but it's still a felony charge. You can look that up on this offender search. So, ladies, gentlemen, it's out there if you know where to look for it. Right. Well, you know, thanks for that information. Like I said, if you want to know more about that, just rewind it. <laughs> That's the best I can tell you. Rewind this segment. Um, I might um, do an excerpt for this. Put this on um, YouTube. So yeah, I'll, just, uh, I'll read it through here one more time. It's www.in.gov/app/app/ind okay. C O R R E C T I O N slash O F F slash O F F. All right. Well, I hope that really helps somebody. I hope this is the resource. Like I said, I'm going to uh, try to uh, take this section out and do an excerpt on it because I think um, a lot of people need to know where they can find this information. I don't even know a lot of people don't even know how to look look up this stuff. So Yeah, a lot uh, of people don't even know it's yeah, out there. Yeah, so I, hopefully if we can just save one life or uh, prevent uh, one person of, you know, from hooking up with someone that is dangerous, then I think we've done our job, and I hope that this will help. So... um. Other than that, I really don't have much else to uh, talk about tonight. I just wanted to let you guys know that we will be back on a regular schedule. Um, you know, it's been a lot going on, you know. Um, I said we've been getting a lot of criticism, a lot of haters, but, you know, like I always say, if you don't have any haters, you're not doing anything, you know, hey. worthwhile. So uh, I just want to just take a brief moment out to appreciate all of our supporters. Um, I want to appreciate the people that um, you know stop you know stop us out some time and tell us that they you know enjoy what we're doing and that they're listening to us. So um, we want to really um, appreciate. I just want to send out my my uh, appreciation to those who have supported us. You know, I just wish some of you guys would kind of call me in sometimes too because we know we're, you're listening. But, you know, you can always call us, call in or uh, join us on our Facebook page. We have a group page. Um, just look us up under UCOFW or just look us up under the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel. Go over there and subscribe to that. We have uh, a lot of good videos over there. We're going to have a lot of good things coming up. We're going to have things dealing with uh, winter fashion. Uh, we'll have some reviews coming up. I uh, had a chance to go. Well, I had the privilege of going to um, the Kirk Franklin concert um, Saturday night here in U- in um, Indianapolis, Indiana. They are having their uh, Fearless tour. So uh, I think the tour has already started in Chicago and it came to Indianapolis. I'm not sure what cities are 
uh, going to be on this tour. But you guys definitely need to go out and support this tour. It's good, it's good music. Um, you have a lot of good people on the tour. Um, I think Amber Wilcott, she is one of the final. Well, she was the finalist on um, Sunday's Best. We have a lot of uh, talented uh, performers and singers within his group. Um, Nikki Ross, she sings with uh, Ricky Dillard and New Generation as well. Um, Dion Kip, Kipping, which he is a gospel music writer for a lot of different groups. So he has a, a new project that's coming out. Just a lot of good people on the tour. So it's definitely worth the money. And I know within this economy, I know $35 may be a lot for, two, for, a, lot, for a lot of people, but it's definitely worth the money. Um, the concert started at 630, and we didn't get out to 1030. So you get about four hours of good music. So it's definitely a good um, investment. Uh, and I'm telling you, um, the singers sound just as good, if not better, in live. And um, Kurt Franklin, there's been a lot of people that have um, became famous through him, like um, um, David and Tamla Man, who uh, that play on Tyler Perry's Meet the Browns. Cora. Uh, they, yeah, they came. From Kirk Franklin, and um, so it's, it's a lot of good talented singers. But I will say this, and, and you know how much I love Tyler Perry. But I'm gonna tell yeah. you this now, and, and, and this is the God's honest truth: the singers that he has in his group, I would put them up against the singers that Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry can pick some good people, but I think that Kirk Franklin has some. He has some of the best singers. In the United States on his tour, like that, and sing back, that sing back up. He mm. he knows how to pick them very well. All right, well that's you know, a that's a tall order there. Yeah, that I not, and I, I don't and I'm not saying that like he has some of the most talented singers in this country, and I not and I would put them up against anybody. Um, and like I said, um, a lot of people that are successful now came from. Kirk Franklin, like those singers that Tyler Perry has, you know, some of them, like I said, um, Tim LeMann and David Brown, they came from Kirk Franklin. So, you know, uh, definitely if that if that tour is coming to your city, you you need to go out and support it because you don't see a lot of gospel music tours. And he, like Kirk Franklin was saying, the last tour that anyone even did. In the gospel music community, it was back in two, well, about six years ago. And matter of fact, that was the tour that he did with Mary Mary. So um, we're going to have some video clips um, in the next couple of days and some pictures and things like that. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, like Michael said, be on the lookout for um, his website, which he has re- renewed his website. So, you know, it's going to take it in a new direction, and we're really excited to see what um, he has to offer this year. And like I said, you know, 2012 is going to be a, a, a good year. Uh, we're going to get back on the ball. We're going to do some live shows, I'm hoping, and just planning some stuff here in the future. So, That's why I, I just thought of it, but those web addresses, we could put those up on the UCOFW page. Yeah, we're going to do all that. Yeah, we had the uh, 
he had the group page. So, yeah, we're going to definitely do that. I'm glad you mentioned that. We're going to follow his uh, websites on there, especially the um, websites, like you said, for the sex offender registry and for the, you know, the other uh, registry where people can go and look up people to see, you know, if they have any felony convictions or anything of that nature. So, yeah, I will get both of those to you. Okay. Well, you know, you can always go in the room and just put them up. Yeah, guess that is true. <laughs> I forget about that sometimes. Yeah, that'll probably save a lot of um, time. I'm trying to think, so is that pretty much it? Uh, that's about all I can think of. All right, well, if you don't hear from us, I think we're going to probably have another show, maybe... Uh, well, wow, I mean, well, we'll probably come back towards the end of the week, like on Saturday or Sunday or something like that, because we're going to probably take a break for the rest of the week since it's the holiday. So, you know, I hope everybody has a wonderful um, Thanksgiving. Don't eat too much. Don't beat, don't beat nobody down. Yeah. We're going to be on that, on, that, on that registry now. We don't want to see your face on there. Yeah. So, other than that, that's all I have to talk about tonight. Um, I know we had another hour scheduled. I know Deanna, I don't know if she's going to come in or not, but shoot, I'm about ready to call tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll get up with her later and we'll probably do uh, a video blog or something. So, other than that, you know, everybody have a good holiday. We will talk to you soon. Take care.